Hello and welcome to a very special episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at episode 115, which is a, a, an exciting one because it is Indie-Centric 6. I am one of your hosts, The Lyrical, a.k.a. Carl Smith, and I am here with Callan Davison. Hello, Callan. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Oh, here you are. Oh, hey. that is him. Hello. I, I was like, Hello. who Who are you? I can't see. Um <laughs> Yeah, man, we got a banger episode. This this one is always exciting for us. We do it every year. It is indie-centric. We look at a whole bunch of the great indies that have come out so far. And this one, we're going to be looking at Cult of the Lamb, Stray. We're going to chat about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's even been Tunic, Rogue Legacy 2, uh, and and a whole bigger look into Oli Oli World. Uh, but before we jump into all that crazy stuff, let's just quickly jump into a little bit of news. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, another uh, little bit of news I found for this episode. This one's only small again, but it's just like, come on, mm-hmm. man. PS5 is finally getting folders. Oh, that's exciting. Isn't it? Isn't it pretty cool? Well, yeah. I'm surprised that the Nintendo Switch beat them to it. Yeah. Nintendo Switch, I thought would just not move for this whole generation and be like, no, you don't get folders, you don't get themes, your things just come up as they come up. But they they got it, and I was like, well, come on, PS5. And it's such a weird one because, like, hooray, you're getting folders, but you had them. And then what, what about themes? This is the weirdest thing is it's a thing they had, and, you know, Xbox Series S and X get a lot of flack for like oh you just used the same thing but it's like yeah well they used everything because it was all there so you can still make a theme you can still group your games um now xbox ui is a complete mess at default but if you fiddle with it and change it to the way you like you can make it something so awesome I like i love my setup now i've got just like big games indie games online games apps uh and like one's games for review and i've got like a row of six and it's just so clean but then PlayStation, PS4, and 3 before it just had beautiful UI, and they took it away. We've talked about all this before, but it's just weird that now it's news. They're like, hooray, we're getting folders. I'm like, you had folders? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, put them back in. You're the, Do it. You're the new generation of console. How is folders news? But here we are. Anyway, I am kind of excited for it still. Um, also in news, the, the Quest 2 the meta quest to um, v- virtual reality set mm-hmm. just recently got a, the first ever console price hike after being out for two years, it has gone up. I think about a hundred dollars. That's insane. Which it, it's just crazy. And also all of the official uh, peripherals and things that you can use with it have also had a price hike um, about I want to, I forget what the exact number is. It's like 20 something percent, which is just massive. Already the biggest thing that has surprised me in the history of consoles and price was the Switch and the fact that it's been out since 2017 and hasn't had a change in like price or. I think it's barely budged. Has it officially? I guess it's been replaced now with the OLED, but before that. Did the Switch ever move officially? Even like 50 bucks? I don't know. I can't remember. I feel like if it did, it was very late. And if not, it just stayed the same, which to me was like, whoa, unprecedented. And then this comes along and adds 100 bucks. They say it's because um, finding parts to build it has been just extremely hard and then extremely expensive when they do. And then inflation reasons on top of that. So reasoning aside, I, I think that's tough because... Only people like us, who are such a small percentage that actually look into the news of the gaming industry, will see that. Whereas Mm -hmm. customers will just see this thing that's been out for two years that hasn't changed. They didn't add Mm -hmm. anything, not even Mm -hmm. a pretend. They didn't even, like, make a new color or, I I don't know, like, I, I don't know what you could have added, but anything. I'm sure changing the tech and stuff is a whole other thing, but, like, they just added a hundred bucks. It's yeah. the strangest news for a whole console, and this thing is awesome. And it's easily the industry leader at the moment for VR. 
Uh, and also, it's it's a fantastic VR machine because you don't need anything else. You don't need a PS5 or you don't need a PC. It's a console in and of itself, which is super cool. And it was already so much cheaper than everything else as well. So maybe that's why they think, oh, we can afford to be more expensive and still be the leader. I don't know what the decision is, but there you go, folks. That's the that's the bit of news that I, I had to share. And I was like, this this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but mm. yeah, do you have any other news and tidbits for us? Uh, in terms of news and things, well, uh, in terms of leaks, new Tales of the Borderlands leaked. Ooh, okay. Alongside a release date, etc. So looks like we're getting a new Tales of the Borderlands on October 21 this year. Oh my god, a leaked with a date? Okay, that is a mm. leak, so take it with a grain of salt, guys. But still, yeah. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Um, and it looks like Dead Island 2 is still coming. <laughs> um, and it could be coming out uh, February 3 next year. So, yeah. Uh, I don't again, believe you. Again, grain of salt. Yeah, like a, like a one piece of salt. Yeah. And uh, also... Uh, Wait, if that's coming, then surely we're going to get um, what Camera Girl and Pig game, Ubisoft? Oh, one day they hired a new lead writer on that one. Yeah, I saw. So just to be clearer, new lead writer hired for. And what what is Camera Girl Pig game Ubisoft called? Um, yep. Come on, guys. Beyond Good and Evil 2. Beyond Good and Evil 2. Oh, my goodness. Uh, can we call the episode where we review that Camera Girl Pig Guy Ubisoft? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. which one's coming out first? Beyond Good and Evil 2 or Dead Island 2? Dead Island 2, easily. I don't believe either yet. Uh, I'm not. I'm, they're both just too good to be true. I so want to play those two games. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh. Well, that's actually quite a bit of fun news. It's been, it's what an exciting time it is in gaming. It's just rumors and weird stuff happening all over the place. Everyone just seems to be trying to see what PlayStation, congratulations, getting new folders, you know, like mm-hmm. things going up a hundred. It feels like the start of video games again. Like it, this feels like the eighties where people are just like, I don't know, let's add a hundred bucks. And what are these folders? Like, yeah. it's so weird. But here we are. Um, Anyway, guys, that was the news. There's a lot because this is an indie-centric episode. So we're going to jump right into the games we've been playing, which are... This is just this year, by the way, these these indies. Mm. And we're only going to be talking about indies as we do for any indie-centric episode. I want to start with Cult of the Lamb because I've been seeing everybody play this on Twitch and everyone is loving it. Uh, It's one of the rare ones for us that's not on PlayStation Plus or Game Pass, and yet everyone's just jumped straight on. Mm -hmm. I heard an interview of it recently, and I think, is it like a British guy and an Aussie guy that put this game? Yeah, developed in Australia. Oh, so good. Go Aussies. So now now we've got that Golf Story and Hollow Knight as our uh, big three. What about um, oh, Goose, Game. Goose Game? Yeah, Goose Game. Aussies, yeah. man, they're taking over. Um, I yeah, haven't they, played they this. To make, they know how to make an indie. They do, um, but you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, so Callum. Cold of the Lamb, yeah. So I was lucky enough to be given a code uh, for this game through De- uh, Devolver Digital, so thank you so much for that. Brilliant. On PC, um, right? Up on PC, yes. Um, the game is developed by Massive Monsters and developed by devolver digital uh it this game is out now on pc playstation xbox and nintendo switch uh you in this game it is a it is a roguelike slash town builder i guess you could say Mm. so and if you play as a lamb you uh you get brought back to life and they're like hey these spirits things like hey guess what you're going to be making a cult for us so go get some followers and stuff and go defeat the enemy. So you're like, okay, so you trot in, you're this little lamb, and you you save followers and you bring them into your cult. You're like, hey, come join my cult. And then you start building a town. So you've got a forest for like wood and stone and things. All set your little minions to do that. Uh, eventually you build yourself a church, right? 
then in that church you can give sermons to uh, boost your XP pretty much is what it does in there, uh, which then you put points in two different things in a in a tree. You can unlock everything anyway. Yep. Um, but then you start recruiting more and more followers and you start building up this town. So you build like a little cooking station. You've got to cook food for them and get foods. So then you set up little farms and then you build like little houses for them and, and all this. And they, and they all lord you. But you've got to keep them happy. You've got to make them happy. But then you can go out into the roguelike elements, into these like dungeons. And you clear through these dungeons to defeat these um, four evil entities sort of thing. Um, so there's like four different dungeons, I guess, that unlock along the way. Randomized each time, randomized rooms, randomized weapon that you get, randomized spell that you get. Uh, so you go through that, and then after that, you go back to town, and then you start expanding your town even more. And it keeps going like this. It's just this pattern of, of town, dungeon, town, dungeon sort of thing. You might spend more time in the town. Um, and then there's also like a day-night cycle. So each day you can do a sermon. So you want to try and do a sermon each day, right? Uh, at, at your church. Um, so you go out to the dungeon, you go, oh, it's almost daytime, I'm going to go back to town now, do the sermon. Then you'll start the dungeons again. And like Rogue Lights, you start from the beginning again. They aren't overly long, so you can normally get from the start to the end of that particular dungeon in the day. Yep, yep. Um, it's if, if you keep trying to progress it harder and harder, like you can do in some other bits, um, you might go over a day and then you, you'll flock as they're called back at the camp might start getting annoyed. So, um, yeah, you got to clean up cause the, uh, animals poop. Right. So you got to clean up their poop. Uh, they die. So you got to bury them. Uh, as well as everyone gets freaking out, freak out and gets sick. Animals can get sick as well. Like your followers. Um, they can also misbehave. So then you got to lock them up sometimes too, to tell them no. Um, and then you start, then you start making up your, um, oh god, I can't remember the name. It's like almost like your own church rules, where you you have a choice, and one choice could be you have the ability to resurrect a follower. Uh, the other choice might be something else. Then you can level up your followers too. They level up throughout the game as they get, as they give you more loyalty, and you want their loyalty high. But then they die of old age, so then you might resurrect them. They come back to life. Or you might choose to um, have super fishing for a day, so you can send a prayer out for super fishing. When you go fishing, there's extra fish, etc. Or you know, there's all these different things that you can do. You can uh, sacrifice your followers uh, to get more loyalty, or you can also ascend your followers as well and send them up to like a heaven, uh, and, and all these sorts of things. So you get all these like little choices. Um, but it's a very fun game. The combat's very fun, quite fast. As numerous bosses, numerous enemies, um, you you get these like other little power ups which reset every time you go in the dungeon through these tarot cards. So it might be like extra health, or you might do extra damage, or you might do damage after dodging an enemy, or etc. etc. So you make all these choices as you go. Uh, it, it's really fun. It's really fun having the the two elements there. So it's almost like Hades meets. Um, Hades meets Animal Crossing in a way. Oh yeah, yeah, like the Stardew yeah. vibes a little bit with the community mm -hmm. and village. It sounds mm -hmm. really, really cool. I, I love the art; looks so cute, and it's just funny how they can get oh, away with yes. like the worst stuff and just yeah. violence. And, and, and then there's a lot of customization. There's a lot of customization with your followers too. You can choose their colors or like type, like so you can be like a. Uh, I don't know. A turtle like, or a... A turtle or a Cthulhu thing or, or like, you know, like a, a dog-like thing. You know, you know all these different... You, you can choose and, and then name them. There's Twitch integration, so chat can actually mess with your game. Ooh, I like that. And then also, yeah, name followers after chat and all that sort of stuff. So there's all this cool Twitch integration going on there. Um, but yeah, it's a really solid, fun experience, and I really do recommend this game. Um, I, I played through it to the end uh, the other week through the uh, review beta code thing that they sent. It was really, really good. I really enjoyed my time. Well, I didn't finish it. I got to the last boss and then stopped. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. I think that's... Uh, um, which is a thing I do sometimes, but yeah. um, well, I, I did most of the elements again. There's lots of buildings to upgrade. So you get resources and, and, and things, and you um, can get prayers off your followers each day to upgrade. Um, I got this building tree sort of thing, so to unlock new buildings, so you can unlock better houses, because at first they're only on little beds, and the beds, like, break. 
eventually. So eventually you can get them a little house each and they don't break at all. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. Your farm starts out that you've got to do everything in it, but you can eventually upgrade it so that you can get a little farm hand that will do all the planting and seeding and picking for you. So then you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, you can eventually build an outhouse. So then uh, your your creatures don't poop everywhere. They all they all go in the outhouse, and then you can hire um turn one into a janitor, and he will go clean that toilet for you and, and things like that. So it affects you. The the more you play the game, you the, there's less kind of that you got to micromanage in the town. And eventually, it almost sustains itself, which is consistent progression throughout the game because at first it's like great i've got to clean up everyone now i've got to do this but eventually it gets to the stage it's like okay i can go out dungeoning longer because i know they'll all be self-sufficient at the stage yeah. it's not a, as big a risk to venture out and mm-hmm. do that stuff. yeah nice that sounds mm. that sounds really special like i said guys i haven't actually played it myself uh which mm-hmm. is why we'll do a swapsy turn right now on uh, on stray because i don't think you've jumped into stray yet even though it's sitting uh, right there ready to i've downloaded it it's sitting there and i just didn't open it i don't know why it's stray is really cool because it's it's one of those um games like man it's it's really short as well which i feel like we've done that a lot on in indie centric obviously because indie games just especially ones that look like this that that have presentation like stray uh, tend to be shorter games like your journeys and your limbo and your inside but stray is just what a what a fun fantastic game. it's like these two games speak so highly of just like cuteness and charm being put into a world that's different where the protagonist doesn't belong as many of you have probably seen right now because it just went everywhere for a little bit stray you play as like a cat and just a regular old irl cat but it survived well into some sort of dystopian future where there are no more humans or barely any kind of living entity at all and it's it's all run by robots and you know like humanoid robot type things living in a completely mechanical world with but still with like some plants around and it's like this big underworld and you're trying to get up to the surface and see the sky again and see what's happened in the real world and the only talking is done through a a friend that helps you, this floating robot orb guy who's just really charming and takes over most of the um, actual interactions. And that's how you pick things up. He teleports it into his inventory system. uh, And then you take that on and give it to other people. And this game, it's just, it's so cute and it looks fantastic. I'm pretty sad that there's no actual uh, photo mode in it, but the amount of screenshots I've taken are, you know, in the dozens. So, uh, I've really, really enjoyed how this game looks and feels, and it's a, it plays strangely like a adventure point and click game, but instead of using like a mouse, you're using that cat itself to go and pick things up and then go to somewhere else. So you don't actually control like how the cat jumps, for example. Like you kind of walk around all over the world until you see um, an indicator that says you can jump here, and you just press the jump button, and the cat will jump how it would to land on that surface, which at first feels like it took a lot away, but straight away you discover that it kind of probably wouldn't have worked and felt as right doing it any other way because you'd have these janky times where you're jumping around and trying to land on different elements and whatnot, whereas like this plays like such a cat that whenever you see cats jump onto like different surfaces and high up and on edges of walls, they always do it so intentionally. So it feels like that, but... It's just it. The story itself is super charming in this weird world. The 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 robots are so lovable, and you just seem to be like caught up in this really weird and wonderful, just new and fresh world. It's it's not overly difficult. The puzzles are pretty straightforward, but still, it takes like you know a second to just stop and think about what to do and how to do it. But nothing overly challenging, uh, and anything like deaths and violence and all that is is done through these kind of little tiny mini what look like face huggers or those what were those things from half-life 2 that jumped on your face oh the crabs yeah they look just like them but like teeny tiny ones and they all have like uh you know there's proper lore to uncover as to why they are there in the city and and why the city is the way it is and where the humans went there's a bit of mystery but there's so many cat-like things like you can knock bottles off edges of things to solve puzzles and you can find secret areas that look like you're going to get a cool item, but really it's just a spot to nap for a little bit 
as a cat <laughs> while the camera just slowly moves. Nothing else happens. You just nap for a while and then you can walk away. There's like an achievement for napping for like, I, I think it's like five hours or more. So oh my God. You just leave the cat there and go away and come back. And uh, there's, there's like an achievement if you die nine times. Like there's really cute things like that in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just, like I, it's not one of those ones that came out of nowhere because this has been a long time in the making. But I'm so happy for them that uh, this dropped and was just received as well as it was. Same with Cult of the Lamb; uh, those were just such great games. And speaking of great games, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge finally came out, and we both got to play that. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. Um, just the 2D turtles again. Great animation, great graphics. I'm sure we spoke about this in the last episode, actually. Yeah, it feels like it, unless we've just spoken about it to each other or somewhere else. I but... don't know. Anyway, we'll go over it again real quick. It's uh, like your old arcade-style Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games. You can play up to six characters this time. Which is chaos. Six players. Um, and you go through, like, 14, 15 levels, whatever, side-scrolling, beat them up, full bosses, lots of, you know, characters from the Turtles games, obviously, fight truckloads of foot soldiers and yep. robots and the rest of it. It is so much fun, but they did nail the combat. They nailed the look, the feel, the aesthetic, everything about oh, it they yeah. nailed, but brought up to like a modern standard. Yeah, um, still it's, pixel it's, art, but beautiful yeah. pixel art. The backgrounds are just so cool. So many throwbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's seriously a fun game. If you got, even, even if you play it by yourself. So if you have friends or people that don't want to play it and you can just easily play it through yourself, um, it, it's seriously a good time. Yeah, and just and really satisfying. There's some like little challenges in every level that you can you can get. So there's a bit of replayability like that, which feels kind of fresh. It's not just like get through the levels like the old school ones, which were already really fun, but they've added that modern touch of just like you know, giving you a few challenges. Don't get hurt or collect some of these or go and find this in every level or, you know, kill this specific type of bad guy this way, use traps mm-hmm. or whatever, stuff like that. But that's fun to just kind of try and follow along with. Um, and just the art, the character and animation is is gorgeous, but the backgrounds and the worlds are just so beautifully done as well. It's It's like, it's just such great, pixel art everything feels kind of round and tangible even though it's pixelated and there's so many throwbacks to like things like rocksteady and bebop but then they've got those two weird versions of them that they used in teenage mutant ninja turtle part two the movie Mm -hmm. they are there as well so there's something like you know like from all the different throwbacks it's it's just a lot of fun it was as if you are a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan, or if you are a, like a an old school beat 'em up fan, then please try this one. This is so much fun, and yeah, like Callan said, whether you're a bunch of friends or alone, or even just like it doesn't have to be a whole. If it's just two of you or three of you, it's so cool. It just kind of works. You just jump in, jump out, and smash stuff around. Great fun, great great fun. What what a year of indies already, and we're, yeah, we're uh, in July, um, August. We're yeah. In August. Woo. Uh, as the Indies Tunic came out, we spoke about this earlier in the podcast, yes. but again, another amazing indie game. You play as this fox, you go into this world. Uh, it's like a... I wouldn't say Dark Souls. So, uh, Souls Light, but more of a Zelda, old school yeah, Zelda more, kind of vibe. Yeah, it's, it's like an old school Zelda kind of vibe that's really hard, but the coolest thing is the instruction manual in the game that you can't decipher, but it's got clues on how to play through the game. Everything is in this instruction manual. you just got to find the pages and decipher it. Yeah. So it's different maps and different secrets you can see in there. Different little codes are in there as well. And even moves um, and how, how to yeah. like, move your character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the stuff's in this crazy instruction manual, which is great. You go through, you verse all these different bosses, etc. Uh, you do exploration, you go to a few different biomes. You backtrack, you find different things. It's really a solid game. It's really, really solid game. Beautifully um, presented to it. Looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. And you get little upgrades as you go throughout the game, and um, it's it's really, really well done. I, again, it's another one I recommend 100% fully. I think this is also on Game Pass. Yes, I believe so. 
Yes. So, yeah, definitely go check that out. Like, I, we have spoken about it before, but we thought we'd bring it again because it's such a damn good indie, and I really hope we get a Tunic 2 eventually, and they do the story instruction manual again because I think that, when I started realising how important that booklet was in the game, uh, it was pr- it was pretty... Um, pretty incredible because it's just that throwback to those old school instruction yeah. manuals and it looks just like it stuff. yeah where there'd all be the stuff hidden in the instruction manual and you'd figure out go oh wait a second you know yeah so um i no, miss it's, those it's, it's, such jazz. it's definitely great the combat's fun character's very cute and it looks wonderful too yeah absolutely gorgeous looking game the game itself looks gorgeous and the pages of that manual like each page is just beautiful you can zoom right in and you can see the dots of the printout that that they used you know like that effect of old school sort of dot printers and it, it's just such nostalgia but all done in a modern way i love love that rogue legacy another indie game that's come out this year that one is like a 2d sort of rogue light game uh you know at first on the surface it just looks very simple uh kind of looks like um Dead Cells. Oh, it doesn't look like that. It looks like it plays like that. It looks more like... I'd say the art style is almost similar to Spelunky. Like, it's very cartoony and flat with, like, mm-hmm. big characters. But it plays a lot more like Dead Cells. It's it's fast and really smooth. The levels change each time. Uh, you know the deal by now. It's, it's, it's hard to kind of say what it does differently until you actually jump in and play it and, and see that it actually just plays so smoothly and so beautifully it ticks all the boxes of like just a decent quick run of a, like a rogue light and it's just it's it's got kind of like an old school um like a zelda 2 vibe almost i think well. it's got a, almost got a very uh castlevania yeah vibe. yeah yeah castlevania oh, um but yeah the cool thing cool thing is when you do die you come back as a new character but you're like a descendant of your old character yeah of course uh, and then there's different classes to unlock so when you come back you might choose from knight or barbarian or wizard and then you you get currency throughout the game which you upgrade your castle with much like the first one and this adds all different things in the game like um different classes or or you're losing less gold or whatever when you die. Just just all, all, all different little things little that perks. you slowly upgrade. All, all these little perks that makes each run a little bit more manageable, just like a good roguelike should be, in that it doesn't feel... You know, you, you feel like every time you can progress further into the game. Yeah, it, it, it has a few elements of uh, void bastards in it as well, I feel like, in, mm-hmm. in that game where it was more of a 3D sort of first-person shooter type thing, but you kept coming back as a new person and, and they'd have like one or two interesting traits and then a kind of weaker trait and you would just balance that out and see how that goes for that run and try and keep them alive. And you get really attached, which which uh, sucks because, you know, mm-hmm. you kill them all. But yeah, that's... Man, that's a whole stray Cult of the Lamb, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, Tunic, Rogue Legacy 2, all games from this year, all indies. Uh, but now let's talk about one more indie. This one I've just had so much fun with. Uh, this is our review game, ladies and gentlemen, Ollie Ollie World. All right, uh, so Ollie Ollie World. This is developed by Roll7. These guys are kicking goals. Published by Private Division. Uh, this is the third game in the Ollie Ollie series, um, and it's been released on Microsoft Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PS5, Xbox One, all the things, Xbox Series X and S, which is where we played it. Uh, this game is, is essentially a side-scrolling skateboarding game that's all about flow and joining you know, all your different surfaces together and making it from the start to the finish and trying to achieve challenges on the way. And that's essentially the whole game. It's just like side-scrolling, skateboarding, doing tricks, getting points, and getting to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, I think what makes this game so awesome is that, that the formula itself is so simple, that's it. And they just, everything else on top of that, they just absolutely nail i've had such a a wonderful time playing this that i didn't expect i thought it would just be some fun high score hijinks 
But straight away, the first thing that hit me is the music. As soon as that menu loads up and it just doesn't stop. Like it's just every world you go to, it changes themes and there's so many different tracks and they all flow together so nicely. I find myself a lot just leaving that menu screen on while doing other work at home. And that's when I know I really do enjoy a game's music. But um, Yeah. Yeah, look, oh, I, I thought the greatest thing about this is when you when you first play it, right, when you first boot up, you're like, oh, okay, cool. I can jump over a gap. I can do a kickflip. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, oh, wow. But then as you play through the game, you don't even realize that there's so much other stuff that you can do in the game in terms of, like, wall riding and manualing and... Uh, all, and, and obviously grinding and all the escape, all yep. different skateboard things. The holds but and the, the spins. And the... Uh, yeah, yeah, but the game just slowly feeds it to you as yeah. you go throughout the game. And you go, oh my god, there's actually a stuff here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just the, just the way, like, every sort of five or six levels, you just be given this new technique, and they go, hey, you can now do this. And you go, wow, I might go back to the old level now. Yeah, and then, and then you, then get you like, absolutely smash your yeah. old score. Like I, I just times. like the way that it doesn't, like in the tutorial, they could have easily gone through every little bit, yeah. and you just would have been overwhelmed. Yes, you would have been overwhelmed because you'd be like, okay, so I, I can do all this stuff, but now I can't remember how to flip my board. But by the time you're getting up to the wall rides, or whatever, you've done so many flips of your board, and that it's just second nature. But it's you're like, oh. I can, and then you go back <laughs> you know? to some of the earlier levels and you can see that they're designed for all this awesome extra stuff that yeah. you didn't even think to add and then you come mm -hmm. back with all these new skills and it really opens up the world and you're like oh my god this thing was here the whole time and uh mm -hmm. or something like i could never join this combo but they teach you how to do crazy stuff like manual downstairs and, you know, you just can't reach. And you're like, I always stack it there, so I have to break the combo. And then you come back, you're like, this is so easy. I did this whole thing twice over. Um, yeah. They, yeah, no, it's, it's just done. the little additions that it, they had. I think it was the thing I did enjoy the most about this game. It's just like, wow. <laughs> and I do, enjoy, I do enjoy a game where many times, I'm sure you've seen this, where if a game hasn't shown you a certain thing on the tutorial, it's not possible for you to do it yet, some games. Because mm -hmm. they just lock it. Whereas this, you have the whole move set straight away. Yes. And you, you mistakenly yeah. do stuff every now and then. Like you do a spin or a, yeah. like a flip and you're like, what? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well. What? You know, oh, like, yep. I'm sure. Or you'll do things yeah. and you're not sure how, like you'll land and it'll say perfect. And you're like, why was that? a? What's a perfect landing? How do I? It's a 2D game. I just landed. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. they show you like, mm -hmm. oh, you have to tap A just as you land. And you're like, oh, this changes everything. Now, yeah. like, I'll double my score, and there's perfect mm -hmm. grinds, and then there's, like, how do you grind faster? Oh, you got to tap it really quick, and uh, all weird stuff, and then you have to, like, let go as you go down a ramp to go faster, and all kinds of, like, crazy stuff. It reminds me a little bit of Trials, um, mm -hmm. but it, it also, the presentation is also gorgeous. Like, I love that it's it's authentic. It feels really, like... Uh, skate culture but it's still like cartoony and adorable at the same time like you can be like a weird green orange alien person or you can be like kind of a normal looking human being uh, another thing is they don't have a sex choice it's just shape and there's a slider that changes what shape you are and you can wear anything you can have a beard and have a, a mini dress and some heels you know or, or like long flowing hair and eyelashes and just like it's big crazy boots and you can change every race really easily you unlock stuff like there's two or three different things to unlock every time you do a track and in each world it it changes thematically so you can go to a desert world and you start wearing like desert outfits with jeans and boots and cowboy hats or you go to like a, a more modern world and you'll have neon stuff on your clothing and uh -huh. just crazy stuff and it just it's so much fun the outfits are so cute uh, I was even screenshotting my looks just to remember them so I could go back to fun ones. And more than uh -huh. ever, I was just wearing crazy stuff because it's so open in that kind of, you know, just choose whatever shape you are. And I was very often a man with a beard and, and really cute dresses and a and great pair of shoes. Yeah, nice. Which I really uh, like. I, um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I liked also the challenges as well because you have little challenges on each level. Yeah, so yep. you can go back and um, you know complete those challenges. It might be uh, I don't know what, like don't stack it or um, yeah, hit all complete, the complete cats. without using checkpoints or um, you know do grabs through areas or do six different grinds. Yeah, all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Oh, to collect all the bees or something. Yeah, wall ride three walls in a single combo. Um, mm-hmm. also, some of them are crazy, like do the whole level in a single combo, and you're like, this level loops around three times. What? Yeah. And oh, also the levels that float like flow so well as a design in themselves. It's two D, but you can go like back into a spot or into the foreground or background, and then many times you'll do a level as a lap, and it'll bring you back around, and you'll go from left to right, then right to left, but then as you mm-hmm. come back. In many of the later levels, they actually change. Things fall over and uh, you can manipulate different parts of the levels by grinding it or even just skating on it makes a, a, the floor disappear. And then when you come back around, there's a whole other part of the map and it interlocks into each other. And as you change lanes, some of them are like the crazy lane or the easy lane. And just the, the level design is just fearless. It's beautiful. Yes, yeah, and no, uh, it's uh, it, it's definitely a, a fun little challenging game. What, what would what would you score this game? I gave this game a straight nine point five. This is st- yeah, still now it's probably the most fun, like just video game fun I've had all year. Just like sit down, grab a controller, turn it on, and, and enjoy yourself from minute to minute. I've, I've yeah. enjoyed many games, but as any many modern games, a lot of it is like you know you're leveling up or you're grinding or you're doing something every now and then there's a thing that you have to do to do a fun thing whereas this is just like a rare kind of game where you just press play and you do the fun thing and it feels fun and it sounds awesome the music is a vibe and it yeah. looks just so cute yeah I, I absolutely loved it man I get, yeah a 9.5 from me i just oh, the only yeah. thing is that it was um it's a bit overwhelming if you stop for like a, yes, a couple of weeks it is very hard to get back into that's that's very why i couldn't give it a perfect hard. score in my eyes yeah um, mm-hmm. you know but having said that just to just a reminder the tutorials are set up as levels so you can go back and yes. play them anytime it just you just have to is the downside so what about you good sir yeah uh look i'll probably give it i I'll give it a nine i think it's a really solid game uh you're right about going back after yeah. stopping for a bit that's the hardest bit and also, I just didn't like all the talking with the random characters at the end of each level or the start. I'm just like, uh, I just want, I just want to play the game, please. So that for me, like, yeah, wasn't big on that. I just, you know, it's one of those games that I just want to get out there and, and get into it. And there like, is oh, a cool. one button just, skip, but th- th- this is true. It's tricky to learn because you actually have to hold down a button. If you mm-hmm. don't hold it down, you can just press through everything, and then you can do that classic thing where you say. Do you want to hear all that again? And you're like, yes, like the owl in Ocarina oh, of Time. Oh, oh no. And yeah, go, exactly. No, no, no. And f- yeah. for the whole first world, I have to admit, I didn't know because they don't tell you. So that does yeah. suck. It is like, oh, you could just skip yeah. it. But it's like, yeah, well, no one told me. And I didn't yeah. figure it out till the second world. I'm like, I can skip this. I don't care who you are and what like yeah. godly entity we're going to meet. I just want to beat the level, which again yeah, is exactly. rare. Yeah. And speaks to how fun the game is when you're just like, I don't care, just let me play. I'm having too much fun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that was good. Oh, nice. Right. Well, guys, that was Oli Oli World. Man, it is time. Once again, we are here. We are here for our lame love and hype trains. Let's jump right in with the lame train. <laughs> Kellen, you have a lame train? I, I do. I'm just trying to find it. Oh, no. I, you, I, I remember you were excited about this one. I was excited. <laughs> I know what it is. I can't find my, my note. Oh, no. You haven't kept I, it in your heart and soul, I say I as I stare at my notes. I don't know where it is, guys. 
Oh no! What I can't, find, I, I can't find it. We're at a hot. I can I can do my lave train while you have time to find uh, it. I know I know what mine is. Oh, I, right. I can't remember my love. Tra- I actually I know my love train and my hype train. Okay, no, we're all good. Okay, so uh, lame train. This is very simple. My lame train has been this whole situation. Uh, 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 dear Fortnite, stop it! You've crossed the line. Oh no. Is you it, have taken. It, oh no! It's you have taken. You have taken my favorite franchise. Oh no! They did it, and you put them in a game where they use guns. Goku should never use a gun <laughs> oh, ever. No. Vegeta should not be made to do stupid, popular Fortnite dances ever. Please oh remove this immediately. I hate this so much. I think that's... Like, oh. like put Spider-Man in there. That's cool. Put Thanos in there. That's cool, too. Put Batman in there. Put put The Rock in there. Don't put Goku in there. There is so much other stuff. You, put Bluey the dog in there. You know? Don't oh, put no. Goku in there. Oh, Just no. don't. Don't. No, I'm so annoyed at this, man. I'm, like, there's a line where I'm just like, no. That's, that's I saw Goku in there, and I, I, I just, I knew it was gonna be a thing. And I'm, I'm sure so many people say a similar thing about their favorite franchise. And you know, fair enough. If you like or hate uh, Fortnite, it's just killing it with all these mixing of franchises. No, no, but, no. but Goku, it's just so strange. Some of it just doesn't fit. No, you know, if, if they put Goku in multiverse, I'd be all for it. Yeah, because he's fighting. Yeah, exactly. Goku doesn't need an assault rifle. Oh, no. Or to floss. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Oh, Jeez. Oh. oh, my... What of the kids? We don't understand them anymore, Callan. We're too no, old. We don't no, understand. No. no, dude. No, this is just something else at this stage. How are you like... going to feel when you when you have your first, you know, kid or, or uh, niece or nephew and they're like, Watching an episode at your house of Dragon Ball and like, oh my god, it's Goku from Fortnite. How's it gonna go in your house? Are you gonna send them to a room and be like, go over there, watch these VHSs on this old CRT, and you don't come out until you've seen the whole Freezer saga? Oh my god, <laughs> the original extended cut Freezer saga. There you go. Oh no. Uh, yeah, no, nah, no, thank you. Wow, that's a yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, my lady. Uh, yeah. Very simple. Uh, it's that I have to get a damn tattoo that I didn't. Oh no! I didn't ask for because because of this is related to our last episode. If some of you might have heard that one from out yonder ago, uh, Callan talking about the wonderful achievement of uh, the whole team and everyone in generosity for raising over fifty thousand dollars. Hey, you're the one that went, your put your hand up for this. We all said it was 100 for the crew, but you went, no, everyone said 25. It's always been. No, yeah, no, it hasn't. No, no, no. It's always been 50, but everyone went 25 this year. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. No way. Maybe no, no, 50. It's always been 100. It was 50 for Joel. Has it? I'll, I'll have to yeah, see some I, writing I, or something. Otherwise, I have to get one then too. Well, I don't know. All I know is at this generosity, if anyone was following along, it became a thing that everyone was like, if it gets to 25, we'll get uh, a tattoo. And it was a big group of them. It was Joel and Ryan and all this. And I was like, I'm out. I'm not doing that. If we get 50, then I'll do it. Because it didn't look like it, you know? And then suddenly it was like at 42. And I'm like, oh, no. No, I thought the agreement was Joel at 50 and everyone else. At no, no, I know. I, I, As I said just earlier, I, I, I realize what you're saying. But this current one that just went... Um, if, if you go back and look at VODs and have a listen, and if you follow through this time, for the old ones, it probably was, but this time people kept saying it for like day after day, going, when it hits 25, we'll get tattoos. Um, and they had like their group, and they kept asking me. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm not in this. I don't agree. But if we reach 50, I'll join you guys and see what happens. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it happened right at the end, thanks to freaking Hageladen pushing it right yeah. over the edge there. Um, so thanks, guys. But yeah, I don't know if that was a... If you didn't say anything, you're absolutely not... You don't have to worry about it at all because it might have been a thing with just uh, like whoever was in a certain chat at a certain time because one of the cool things was that the, um, the, the private room 
inside the Genos Discord was always full of people. You look like you are frantically texting and asking questions about tattoos right now. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> it's, I'm that's, that's what it looks like from, from here. I can see his face for uh, anyone wondering uh, of the listeners out there. But, um, but anyway, that is me. Sorry to keep you. What is your uh, love good. train, good sir? Uh, my love train is uh, the uh, all the different types. I think I've said this in the past. All the different types of indie games that comes out, we get we get like platformers, we get side scrollers, we get uh, little sports games or skateboarding games. We get roguelikes. We get uh, a land that takes over a cult. Like just a variety of indie games and ideas that people come up with is great and keeps things feeling fresh. Yes, absolutely. R- rather than in like the AAA space where you'll they'll go let's retro let's uh, make a zombie game, and then everyone makes a zombie game or 3D shooters, hey? and then every game is a 3D shooter. Yeah. Well, here it's like okay, there, there's roguelikes, but it's like but they're very different stylized, they're different feeling, like or you know just there's just just the ideas and all the different types of ideas and the ways they come across yeah. is, is, is great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, we just reviewed Oli Oli World and the Roll7 team's next game is Rollerdrome and you're a person on skates with yes. guns shooting people mm-hmm. in an arena. Like, it's just dumb. And it's yeah. cool that they can come up with these um, just silly, bonkers ideas and just test them out. And I think, like... Just to jump on your love train there, I think indie games are like the trial and error for the future of AAA, and it, it wouldn't be anything as good as it is without indies. Indies are just like, mm-hmm. they're like the secret backbone, yeah? The only ones yeah. that can afford to take those risks. Yeah. What's your love train? My love train is uh, not really related directly to video games, but it's related to Discord and live streaming, and it has been playing and manipulating AI art recently. I've just had so much fun doing that. I've been mostly using Midjourney. I've um, also been recently invited to try out one that some of you people who have been looking into AI art, AI art might know as DALI 2. Uh, and just those two programs. And just it's this whole new thing that I've been able to play with in my streams, with chat and stuff. Because you don't have to be an artist to create this incredible art and people just like say a thing. I, I, I want a, a donkey on a rocket flying over the beach and it just makes like three or four different versions of it and you can do it as a Leonardo da Vinci sketch or a Unreal Engine render, you know, or, mm. or like a realistic 50 millimeter lens with bokeh in the background photograph. The same thing. Or you can just say something as simple as old man or pirate ship and then add things like action movie poster or you know uh, a horror vintage magazine cover and it's just been so fun doing this whole new aspect of creativity and technology coming together and i've just i've had a ball so i've been doing that on thursdays recently on my streams but every single day in my irl normal life especially that you can do it on your phone so i'm just up Mm -hmm. all night thinking up worlds and characters and situations and turning them into something. But um, hmm. yeah, that's, that's been a lot of fun. That's been my love train. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go into the hype train. All right, Kellen, what is your hype? I'm still hype for this one, even though I don't know where, whenever this game will ever come out, but it's an indie game. It's called Sports Story. Oh, it will shut come up. out one day. I'm still hyped shut for up. it, man. They've, no, just, someone kidnapped I'll, them. They don't exist. I, I wanted it to be a hype for an indie game. That's the one I'm looking forward to. That and Silk Song, but probably more Sports Story Keep than Silk Song. Yeah, it's all Sports Story. I'm all up in there with you. That's one of my most hyped games so far. Um,. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, man, sports story. Uh, it's the only time we're allowed to talk about sport in my chat, which which is a bit of fun because it's a banned word. But holy moly, that's what ha- what happened, man. It was a 2019 game, and there was no announcement. I think they got kidnapped. Uh, maybe they just keep adding sports. There's no t- that that can't be it because they'd say something. They have said <laughs> nothing. 
They just they put up a thing on their. They made a proper website, which is beautiful. If you just type in Sports Story on Google, click the first thing, it'll take you to like I I, I guess it's SportsStoryGame.com or SportsStory.com. It's a gorgeous mm-hmm. website, uh, and it used to have 2019 coming soon, and then it stayed like that for all of 2020 and some of 2021, mm-hmm. and then they removed the date, but mm-hmm. said nothing, nothing in Twitter, nothing. What? Where is it, Callan? I don't know. I'm I share your hype. I'm, I am. I'm still hyped for it, though. Same. I want to play that. Game. Oh my god! I'm looking at it now. It looks so good. Are you in the website? Okay, can, can, can I just read through? A game about sports, but not always. Dungeons, espionage, mini mini games. Study at a renowned tennis academy. Seek wisdom high and low. Travel in search of new sporting challenges. Pursue other passions while winding down. Fishing. Make friends and enemies in your quest. Sports story. Out one day. I, yeah. I don't know, man. I've... I don't know. Have I given up hope? I'm not sure. Maybe I have. Maybe I've given oh. up hope. Maybe. Ah, oh, man. That's, uh, that's so what are you hyped for? I'm hyped for the newly announced Atari 2600 Lego set. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. That comes out in exactly two weeks from this recording. It comes out on September the 1st, and it looks unbelievably uh, uh, un- unbelievably fun. I, I made the... Um, the NES Lego set, which came with a, a console, a video game, a controller, and a TV. That took me like 12 hours because uh, mm-hmm. I was talking and streaming at the same time. But it was so much fun. And knowing how Lego handles these things with their Easter eggs and that the build itself is so enjoyable because of what the pieces do when, when you put them down in a specific orders and the little surprises and nostalgic hits you get throughout. Uh, that's been just so fun. I made the question mark block with you know super mario 64 and so hearing about this i was actually excited they released like a giant bowser which looked pretty fun but still it was just a big bowser it was something Mm -hmm. not quite there that did it for me and then very soon after that they announced the atari 2600 lego set and i just cannot wait to get my hands on that super hype nice nice all right well that's the end of the episode yeah that's us guys um, look, you can find us on GameTrainPodcast.com at the website or on uh, Facebook at Facebook.com slash GameTrainPodcast. You can find us mm-hmm. on Instagram at GameTrain underscore podcast, our new Instagram. Come check it out. Or on Twitter at GameTrainTalk. You can find Callan on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash GameTrainTwitch and myself at Twitch.tv slash The underscore Lyrical. Um, yeah. And that's that's pretty much everything of where to find us. I think am I leaving something out? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's you'll find one through the other. Come on, be real. Yeah. It's the internet. Type it into yeah. Google or something. Uh, and you know, do you have anything else to add for today's indie centric part six episode one hundred and fifteen? No, I can't wait to see what will be in part seven. Part seven uh-huh. next year. Let it, will it be sports, sports story? story? Oh my oh, god! Sorry? I hope so. Uh, I bet you it comes out tomorrow and we have to re-record. Nah, guys, thank you so much. Uh, Callum Davison, thanks for joining me. I am The Lyrical, a.k.a. Kyle Smith, and this has been Game Train. Bye.